Hey strangers, on today's episode we talk with the visual artist that created the now iconic poster images for Stranger Things seasons 1 and 2, Kyle Lambert. We were thrilled that he agreed to be on the podcast and really enjoyed hearing about his process. Kyle spoke to us via Skype from his home in LA, so a few times you may hear a dropped sound due to our connection. This was a really interesting talk and we hope you enjoy it. As always, stay strange. Hello. Hey Kyle. Hi. Hey, I'm Ash. I'm Tori. We just wanted to say thanks so much for talking with us Thank today. You. We're like really excited to speak with you. Yeah, no worries. No problem. <laughs> cool. So one of the reasons that we were so excited to talk to you is that we're huge fans of your art. We love the poster from season one and season two. And so one of the fan questions, we want to just go ahead and get started and ask you what the fans wanted to know. Sure. How did you get contacted initially to make the artwork for Stranger Things season one? You often don't know the story as to how people find find my artwork because I often just get an email and it's a case of, are you interested in working in this project? So, but I think basically from what I've understand and what I understand, they, um, they saw the work that I did for, um, the movie Super 8. They basically loved the post that I did for Super 8. And, um, I think they were looking for something similar for the show because Super 8 was set in the 1980s, just like Stranger Things was. And um, I think it kind of had that vibe, that classic illustrated poster vibe that they wanted. So, yeah, they just reached out to me by email and said, um, we've got this new show coming up and uh, we think the poster would be, we think your style would be good for the poster. Would you be interested in working on it? So and at that time, I was really interested in getting into doing movie posters a little bit more than like I'd done one before. So... You know, the fact that it, I didn't really know much about the show, but the fact that it was Netflix and I knew that people would at least get to see the thing. So um, I was very interested to to uh, to be involved. That's amazing. We love the movie Super 8. So you work on a ton of big name projects right now. Was it thrilling for you when the show and your art became part of like a cultural phenomenon? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like I say, I was really just looking to get into doing movie posters. And, you know, one of the big things that's difficult as an artist is to get your work seen. Um, like it's a very competitive field just in general. And, uh, you know, there's lots of people doing it. So luckily the Internet's really good at getting your name out there. But, you know, the, the way the way the movie industry works, the way most industries work is that until you are seen doing something, people won't ask you to do that thing. People won't hire you to do movie posters if you've not done a movie poster. So it was for me just a great opportunity to to get into that world to begin with. But, you know, the fact that it was received so so amazingly was a giant surprise, at, I think, to everybody. But it was just Obviously, it was a great platform for me to sort of say, look, this is what I do. And this is a great example of that. Like from since then, you know, I can go up to anybody and I can say I did the Stranger Things poster and immediately everybody knows what that is. And it's a great, you know, it's a great icebreaker whenever you meet anybody. So so when you create the poster, how does that process work? Do they send you like photographs and images that they want you to use? It, it depends, basically. Uh, in, in this instance, it was a couple of stages. Uh, initially, they began by sharing some scripts because it was early on in the process. Uh, and I, I had a read of the scripts, but I find it difficult to visualize. Like, I'm not a filmmaker, so I can't really read a script and imagine this, this crazy world. So uh, I didn't really get it off of reading just the script. So uh, then I got a few photographs come through and I started to sort of figure out what they were trying to do with it just by looking at the photos. And then then I got to see a few episodes, like a few rough cuts of the episodes. Um, and that was immediately, I, I got it then. Like, you know, I, I did a couple of sketches before I saw the episodes and then it was, 
when I saw the episodes, I immediately just knew what it needed to be. So like the design process accelerated pretty quickly once, the, uh, the, once I saw the episodes. Um, so the poster that you see now was pretty much created right away after seeing, I, I think I saw the first four episodes like rough cut. And then, you know, for the, for the first poster, it was a very collaborative process. I worked with a design, a design agency called contend and, and they basically were kind of like the middleman between me and Netflix. And they were basically suggesting ideas. I was suggesting ideas, Netflix would suggest ideas. And, um, you know, it's always a big collaboration. I don't just sit there and paint something beautiful and say, here it is. You know, there's lots of stages where, you know, I think it should be one thing. They think it should be something else. And you try and find that middle path where everybody thinks it looks cool, you know. Did you have any idea that the show would be so successful just from kind of reading the script and seeing the initial images or even just seeing the clips from the show? No, I don't think so. I don't think anybody did really. Like, it really just became the big thing that summer, you know, beyond. I don't think any movie even competed, competed with it that summer. It just became everywhere, you know. And uh, I don't think even the biggest blockbusters can never predict that they're going to be that popular. It wasn't just that it, you know, everyone, it wasn't just that it became, like, big. It was just that it resonated with people and it, it, it kind of, I don't know, I guess everybody saw everybody related to something about it. I think a young generation related to the kids and then the older generation related to the throwbacks to the eighties and movie fans just appreciate all the references. And I think people who didn't even care about any of that just enjoyed it for the story that it was. Um, my parents, for example, weren't born in the eighties. They, um, they aren't big sci-fi fans. They, they aren't big movie fans, but they still enjoyed it just from a storyline perspective. So from what I've seen, it's really touched on every different demographic. So I think that's the success. Like you can't really bottle something like that. So cool. A lot of our fans wanted to know, or the Stranger Things fans wanted to know, who is your favorite character to draw from the show? Uh, it depends, really. I think it depends on the shots that, I, that are selected. Like you can basically take a shot of any character and make a good image out of that character. And then, uh, you know, one that's less, and like, in this, less enjoyable to draw. And a lot of the time it depends on what's appropriate for the poster. So, you know, like the way the posters are designed is that you're trying to fit all these people into this very small space and do it in a way that feels uh, organic. And there's different factors that go into that, which I can maybe talk about later, but sometimes you have to choose a specific shot of a character just because it fits best into that space. So, but, you know, I think every poster that I design has characters that are central to the story. And it's it's often like, how do you best tell the story of this this movie or this TV show? Um, so, you know, in season one, I think Eleven was obviously the strong point. She was right there in the middle. And, um, you know, I think everyone kind of just didn't know what was going on with that story because, you know, you've got this girl with a shaved head and it's like, what the hell's going on? So I think you, you immediately gravitate towards that middle area of the poster. And, and you know, it's such a strikingly, it's just, it's, it's that kind of, I think it's known as the Kubrick stare where, where she's kind of like lowering her, her eye line to kind of give you this, this sort of menacing look, you know, and then the hand is obviously just suggesting she's got these kind of powers. So, you know, I think that was, that was the most interesting thing to convey in the first poster. And then I think season two, um, we tried to really do that with every character because everybody knows each character at this stage, the majority of the characters apart from the new ones. So, you know, you're trying to pick the image that best represents that character. Again, Eleven was really cool. Like we had this, 
we had we were able to evolve that pose and put the two hands this time for season two and it was um and obviously like you know you're always trying to suggest things that are going to happen in the show like i didn't know at the end of this at the, at the end of the of the season that she'd be in this epic moment where she's you know all, all this fire stuff's going on in the background and it, you know a, a lot of the time you look out on these posters because I don't get to see the whole thing and you know if you look at season two's poster it very much represents that end scene where you know it's as big and epic as it can get so the short version is that uh, Eleven's really cool to draw in both posters and I, I find you know I try and find the best part of each character to draw and each one's enjoyable to a certain extent you know that kind of lends into the next question when you're drawing the posters how much instruction are you given or do they kind of just let you go with the flow and they trust what you create uh it's a it's a collaboration it, it, it always is i think every part of the show is a collaboration you know even though we have you know the directors who have the vision you know it's still a collaboration between them and the actors and the producers and netflix and everybody you know i think anything creative that's worth seeing is always typically a collaboration and i think it brings the best out of people that way uh everybody's gonna have different perspectives and different ideas and different uh ways they want to do things and you you kind of have to be open to that because if you think you you always have the best idea you're going to be wrong so the way I always typically work is that I always feel like I have an idea. Like I always, I, I always look at what's given to me, what the brief is. You know that you typically start with a brief. They'll say, "This is what we want. This is what we're trying to achieve. This is the general idea." And then after that, it's a case of I go away and then figure out how I think it should be. And then my goal at that stage is to visualize that as closely as possible to what I've got in my head but quickly so that I can show it to them. And if they don't like it, then I've not wasted a month of my time. So, so you're very much throwing together an idea quickly and show them, you know, maybe you'll present four ideas and, you know, I like this one. This is another idea. This is, you know, this I don't think works, but I'm going to show you anyway. And then, you know, it's iterative after that, you know, they'll say, I like this. I don't like this. Can we do more of this? Can we stick this in there? Can we do this, this and this? And, Often I'll fight that and say, well, I don't think that would work or that would be cool, but have you thought about this instead? And then, you know, you eventually just figure out what's the best way of doing it. And it's never really about, you know, I think this is, this is my poster. I'm going to make it this way. Or it's never them saying you have to do it this way. It's a conversation. And, uh, you know, in both seasons, it's always led to, you know, a better thing. I never look at my first design and go, I wish they'd let me do that, you know? It's always, oh, cool, you know, well, I can see where they did this and that made it better. Or then they asked me to do this, but I thought of doing this and then this ended up being better. So it's it's very much a, a process like that. Who are some of the artists that inspire you or what do you do when you need inspiration when you're creating these images? I think especially with these posters, because they were very much paying homage to the 80s. It was very important to reference some of the big posters from that time. And I think the 80s was this giant pool of incredibly illustrated posters that, you know, they were done that way out of necessity because they didn't have computers and Photoshop to really create posters back then. So, you know, they relied on artists to be able to come in and draw things to be able to paint these images. So there are some really great posters. I mean, not all of them are directly referenced in the Stranger Things posters, but, you know, things like Jaws is just such an iconic poster. And, um, you know, you look at some of the work of Drew Struzan, who did like this, the Indiana Jones posters and the Star Wars posters and things like that. And, uh, 
there's just a giant library. I could literally list a, about 40 different artists that, uh, that I look at on different occasions. Um, I personally gravitate towards the work of Drew Struzan just because he does such great portraits. And I think that's one of the things that's quite central in the work that I do is I really like to be able to, you know, capture not just an accurate representation of a photo of a person, but, you know, evolve it so that it, you know, it's not just a photo, it's something that represents that character's personality. And that's what illustration does. It gives you the opportunity to push things slightly further than you can do with photography. Um, in all, in all aspects, you know, you can push the color, you can push how 3d it looks, you can push all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, I've looked a lot at Drew Struzan's work. I look a lot at John Alvin's work and there's, there's a giant library of other artists that I could, could go through, like I say, but, um, I also think it's important to look at modern posters as well, because, um, I think what was successful about stranger things is that it's not just, you know, an old style show where everything is like retro. It's, um, it kind of has a modern twist to it. Like the characters have that kind of energy that's, uh, that, modern audiences relate to and uh you know the directors are quite young the the cast is quite young so i think it has a modern twist to it and i, I think i've looked at a lot of the way posters are done now as well and tried to kind of bring the best of both worlds together have you seen anyone that you really admire or had the chance to interact with someone that you really admire because they have seen your artwork for stranger things and reached out to you um a couple of people yeah i i um i mean my, my whole life has just changed since i did this poster like you know, since doing this, I, I live in LA now, which is just, you know, that alone, having moved from the, U the UK is a crazy, I, I went back recently and everyone that I met, I was like, yeah, I work in LA now. And they were like, oh my God, like just the idea that I lived in, you know, Hollywood was just crazy to people. But, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I got to meet Drew Struzan, for example, who's the, the, the guy that, um, did all those classic posters. Um, I got to meet the Duffer brothers and we got to talk about the, the season one poster, um, I got to meet um, just some really random people. Like I got to meet uh, Mike Shinoda from uh, Lincoln Park. Just because he's <laughs> oh, like, just you know, the, there's loads of people out there who have responded to this show, and uh, just through various people that I've bumped into, that I've got to know some really cool people. But um, you know, I'm a big movie fan, so anybody that's in the in the movie industry is always uh, it's always really cool to to get to meet them. What do you think of all the fans that are getting your artwork as like tattoos? Yeah, I, I have a. I have a weird relationship with tattoos. I think I, I obviously appreciate, I appreciate the art and the skill and the, you know, the beauty that sometimes comes with tattoos, but I don't know. I, I, I don't personally think that I could deal with the idea of having a tattoo. I, I have to be careful not to offend people when I talk about tattoos because most people have got them, you know, uh, and I don't crazily like them in general, but I think there are some really nicely done ones. I've seen a couple where I've been like, wow, you know, that looks really beautiful. And then, you know, sometimes you look at them and you're like, <laughs> what happened there? You know, so um, seeing Stranger Things tattoos, it's obviously, you know, it's it's um, it's flattering to a certain extent because, you know, someone's committed to the idea of having something like that on their body that, you know, isn't going anywhere. But yeah, I think there's a little bit of like awkwardness about that because I just feel like somehow responsible. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of Stranger Things fans are kids and listen to our podcast and a lot of them wanted to know as artists right now what kinds of things should they be doing to potentially get a gig like yours in the future 
they should draw lots and lots and lots. I basically spent my whole life drawing, you know, and I started drawing all the things that I was a fan of, you know, like everybody else. I used to draw all the cartoons that I watched as a kid and I used to draw, I used to draw movie posters, believe it or not, like just for fun. And, uh, and then I started to go through school and as you go through school, you get a little bit more training and I started to learn how to do portraits. Um, and I just went on this mission to be able to paint super realistic portraits and then once I got to the point where I could do that, I really started to think, what can I do with this now? And that's where the movie side of things got into it. I, I, I thought, you know, now that I can draw people really well, it'd be great to be able to tell stories with the images that I draw. So that's where I actually started getting into storyboarding initially, drawing, like telling little story sequences with images. Um, but I just kept finding myself wanting to finish the artwork like such to such a level that it, it became like difficult to do that in a full story sequence so after a while it just became apparent that movie posters was definitely the place to be because you know you're technically telling a story but in a single image so you can give the single image that amount of care and you know you're still trying to you know the focus is still on story um once i got into that it, you know it's really just about practicing lots and pushing yourself and experimenting with different tools. Uh, I got into working digitally about 10 years ago and that really like opened up my ability to experiment. Um, I found it really difficult with like paper and inks and uh, paint to be able to be expressive and experimental because I just didn't like making a mess. But now digitally I can kind of make as much of a mess as I want and it's just, you know, I just press save or delete or whatever. So I, I think, you know, the, the, the thing was then I just dove 100% into it and started experimenting, trying different tools and just really seeing what I could achieve. And I think that's the key with any kind of creativity is that you should just like really get into the experimentation of it and really like try things and just be very, you know, just be very, I wouldn't say strict, but just focus on when you do something that's good and then figure out why it was good and then try and do more of it and then try and push it in different directions. And, um, and you know, like uh, look at other people's work a lot. I do, I do look at other artists all the time and it's, you know, look, why is this person's artwork successful? Why isn't this one successful? And just, you know, try and figure out what it is about each piece that you can bring into your own. Um, and just never, never really think you're that great because it'll always push you to try and do something better. Like I'm never really a hundred percent happy with anything. And it's, it's not in a negative way. It just means that I'm constantly critical of my work to the point where I know what I should do next time. And then that drives you to do the next one and try and be better and push it further. So, As a designer, did you get a chance to attend either the season one or season two premiere? Uh, no. no. <laughs> did you want no, to? <laughs> I'm not really famous enough for that kind of stuff. Like, I, I'm much more interested in, in my work being seen than me, you know. Uh, for me, I would quite happily go behind the scenes and never really show my face. But I think there's a certain part of me representing the work that actually helps um, people discover it. So it's kind of an interesting story. I, I mean, I, I personally like to know who's behind the things that I love. You know, I love seeing behind the scenes of movies. I love seeing behind the scenes of any piece of artwork that comes out. I like to learn about who's done it and what their story is, you know. So I understand the, the necessity to do that. That's why we're talking right now, you know. Um, but um, no, I didn't get to see the, the Ghost of the Season premiere. Um, sometimes that kind of thing comes along as an opportunity, but I'm much more interested in, uh, in you know, continuing to do the work and, you know, anything like that's a little bonus, really. 
What do you think of all the fans that make their own art of your art? So there's a lot of fan, you know, they're trying to do their own interpretation of what you've yeah. done. Yeah, I think that's always for me a measure that you've done something that has resonated with people. Like I say, I grew up being one of those people that used to draw my favorite poster or my favorite characters or whatever. So I can totally relate to that. And, you know, it's always the first thing I start looking for when uh, when the new poster is released is to go online and look at the reactions. You know, there's lots of people photoshopping things in. And, you know, I've seen like several people who've created their own version of the poster. Um, and, you know, I just keep looking for them, uh, Twitter and, you know, Instagram and things like that are really great for keeping track of that stuff. So yeah, there's just been some really cool ones. Like you say, there were tattoos, there was, you know, people drawing different characters into it. So I've seen like a South Park one. I've seen uh, one with cats in there, for example, you know, somebody sent me uh, uh, like an ink stamp one that they'd created, like they carved it out of a a stamp things. Um, Yeah, it really doesn't get old. Like it's, it's always fun and exciting to see somebody's take on the poster because I used to do that you know well we were really sorry to miss you at Collective Con I know you had some flight issues yes do do you have any gallery showings or do you tour with your work regularly where people can interact with you and and see your work uh not not really not not at the moment I'm still very much getting started in the business and um I'm you know as things go on as time go on I'm sure I'll be doing comic cons a bit more frequently obviously i I was disappointed I got to miss the uh, collective con recently. But um, no, right now, 99.9% of my time is spent doing the artwork. And it's it's necessary to kind of to get to the level that I want to be at is to keep working on the stuff. So my pro- my primary focus right now is creating the best artwork possible. And then, you know, as time goes on, I'll probably slow down a little bit and start looking at like exhibiting stuff and, you know, selling prints and all the stuff that all the other artists do, really. Um, I just haven't really had the time to build the infrastructure to do that to share. So your art is on tons of things. It's on records and toys and pillowcases and blankets. Do you collect those things? Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah it's still not really worn off, the idea of that, you know, that happening. Like, I, I'm still excited about being involved in this stuff because – I, I'm still the fan that used to go and buy the lunch boxes and go and buy the action figures and blah, blah, blah. So the fact that my art's on that stuff now, like I can't really contain myself about that. So <laughs> it's, um, you know, I'm constantly dashing down to Target to see when, if they've got the latest stuff in. And um, yeah, I've got all, I've got mo- pretty much most of the things that I could find. I've got, I've got a copy of it, you know. Um, I think it's kind of cool as well. Like I'm trying to show how my work can be used as well. So it's nice to be able to document, you know, I I go out and take shots of the artwork when it's featured on billboards and things. So, you know, for a prospective client, it's beneficial to them to, to look at something like stranger things and they can go, Oh wow. Like this artwork was not only used as the poster, it was then used as a a billboard and it was on t-shirts and it was on merchandise and action figures. Like it really sort of shows you know, the, the depth at which the work can be used. And, you know, I create this stuff in layers so that, you know, you can move the characters around and create different versions of the artwork. Um, so we always create like a wide version and then a tall version. And then there's a square version that was used on the uh, on the vinyls, for example. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, the vinyls in themselves were really cool. Like the Lakeshore Records people did a great job of like adapting the work for these different formats. There was a cassette that was created, a, like a classic cassette box. 
Um, and yeah, it's just been really great. Like wherever I go, like I stumble upon something that ha- has the artwork prints on it, you know, and uh, sometimes see people wearing the T-shirts and that's just the ultimate, you know. Is there anything that you have coming up that you want fans to know about that you can talk about? Any projects you're working on that you're allowed to speak about? Yeah, I'm never really allowed to talk about anything. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm even talking right now. Like I, I typically when it, it, the way the movie industry works is you sign non-disclosures for everything you do. And then, you know, when things come out, you have a certain of certain amount of conversation that you're able to talk about. You know, you're able to sort of say a little bit about each project that you work on. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of control as to what is spoken about and what isn't and things like that with it within the, in the, in the movie industry. It's, it's just part of, you know, every actor that goes and talks about their role has certain things that they're supposed to focus on and talk about to stay on message. So the short answer is no, like I, you know, everything that I post online on my Instagram and on, on Twitter and things like that is stuff that I'm happy to talk about and, you know, I'm uh, able to share. And then if it's not on there, then typically (laughs) I'm either waiting for approval or I'm not allowed to talk about it at all. So all I would say is, you know, just for people just to check out the website, I'm constantly posting. Obviously the big audience for you is Stranger Things. I I try and, you know, keep posting, even though the season's season two is done now, I still find cool things all the time that have the artwork on and stuff. So I like to try and, you know, share those whenever I find them. Um, so uh, I would say just follow me on there for any updates on future stuff. Cool. For the people that don't know yet and lay out your website and your Twitter and your Instagram, how can they connect with you on social media? Yeah, so my, my website is kylelambert.com. Uh, and that's I, I keep that updated pretty well. I try and create a page per project which has like the artwork and then it has a breakdown of all the different um, I like to try and show the process quite a lot because I, I know that a lot of you know aspiring artists like to look at the site and sort of see how things were created. So you know you'll see on there that I show like the sketch stage and then the black and white coloring and then all the way up to the final piece. And then I also try and show the artwork in context. So if it was on billboards, I'll show those. And then finally, like merchandise and various different things. So, you know, I do a page per project and then there's some videos that show the process as well. And then, yeah, I typically post in three places. I I have a Facebook page. You can just type in Kyle Lambert. I think you'll find my my art page on there. Uh, Twitter, my handle is at Kyle Lambert. And... Instagram, I was a little bit late to the table, so I had to add artist to my name. So it's Kyle Kyle Lambert Artist on Instagram. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us today. It's been awesome. I know you can't tell us if you're doing season three, but we're hoping that you are, and we're very excited. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much. You have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com, as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every Monday, so be sure to subscribe to us. We're available on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and Pocket Casts.